Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own heart. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 27 on page 371. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host of men were laid against me, yet shall not my heart be afraid. And though there rose up war against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I desired of the Lord, which I will require, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to visit his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his tabernacle. Yea, in the secret place of his dwelling shall he hide me and set me upon a rock of stone. And now shall he lift up mine head above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken unto my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto thee. Have mercy upon me and hear me. My heart hath talked of thee, seek ye my face. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. O hide not thou thy face from me, nor cast thy servant away in displeasure. Thou hast been my succor. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord taketh me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the right way because of my enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of mine adversaries. For there are false witnesses risen up against me, and such as speak wrong. I should utterly have fainted, but that I believe verily to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
O tarry thou the Lord's leisure, be strong, and he shall comfort thine heart, and put thou thy trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the book of Haggai. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more it is a little while I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. Remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 54th verse of the seventh chapter of the book of Acts. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into the heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul, and they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women and committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Here ends the second lesson. 
Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who has given unto us thy servant's grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Our New Testament passage here with the, the, the martyrdom of Stephen, it's interesting that, you know, what struck me tonight was him asking God to forgive the people who killed him. And, you know, we are all called to offer forgiveness to others. And I think it's important to, to, to analyze and to, to contemplate the ideas of forgiveness. And one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that Forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. Forgiveness has to occur for reconciliation to happen, but also repentance has to occur for reconciliation to happen. So oftentimes, 
people will, you know, unthinkingly call on you to forgive someone and then to think that means that you should be reconciled immediately with that person. Reconciliation is a, a, a difficult process. And so we should separate those two things. And the important thing about forgiveness is, you know, we make the mistake of thinking offering forgiveness is letting someone get away with something or giving something over to the other person that, that in fact do us. We are, you know, we tend to think we are owed a debt and we are forgiving that debt. And it's not really that. Essentially, forgiveness frees us from the shackles that bind us to the other person, where our our joy, our our ability to move forward, our relationship with God is hindered by this thing that has happened to us because of another person. And forgiveness is that first step that frees us from that other person, being bound to that other person and always ha them having a certain amount of power over us. It is loosening those bonds that allow us to move forward. And ideally, the, the, that would also come with their repentance and then reconciliation of the, the relationship. But that is not, that's not always going to happen. And sometimes we just have to let it go, let this thing go and forgive this person, forgive what is we think that is owed us or that is indeed owed us, and just let this thing go so that we can move forward and move closer and closer to God. And always keeping in mind that this thing that we struggle to offer, this forgiveness to others, God is granting us all the time. And that also requires us to be, in order to be reconciled to God, we also have to offer our own repentance in order for us to move closer and closer to God. And this takes time and takes work. We are not there yet. We are not like Stephen, who is a saint. We are always working towards sainthood. And I think the our Old Testament passage from Haggai is is gives an interesting metaphor for this. You know, God has has called on his people to rebuild the temple. And, you know, it's only been about seventy-five or so years since the the temple was destroyed. So in this passage tonight, there could conceivably be people old enough who remember the glory of the, the, the Solomon's temple. But now it lays in ruins. But there's this vision of what it will become. And that's all of us, in a sense. We are all now where God resides. We are his temple. And we are not yet glorious. In many ways, we are run down and beaten down and a, a, a ruin, if you will, through our own sin and negligence. But there is this possibility for all of us to be glorious as we grow and grow in Christ. He is working with us. And with one essential difference from the, the old temple, 
God waited until the, the, the temple was built before he dwelt in it. We have God dwelling in us now, even though we are run down, even though we are beaten down, even though we are, are burdened by our sins, by our inability to forgive others. God still dwells in us and is actively building us up so that we can become that glorious place, that temple that is fitting for him to reside in. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We will continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Thursday night. Thank, Thank you. Good night. Have a good evening, everyone.